You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. That's Grey Cup me, which is a different person. Oh my God, Grey Cup you is the worst you. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable. Ready, set, hook. And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Travis Cura, Brazilian Ty, joining me again. And Ty, I got to ask you, and yeah, it's putting you on the spot a little bit, but the rudest awakening you've ever had, because there's a story coming out of golden bc and it is getting you know high headlines all over the place but it's blowing my mind this woman wakes up in the middle of the night a meteorite rocketed through the ceiling of her bedroom and landed on the bed right next to her i can't think of a more terrifying way to wake up dude like i've 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 been waking up woken up better ways than that uh I've also been punched awake, so... Punched awake? Well, I was convinced that I did not snore because I sleep oh. on my stomach most of the time. <laughs> Turns out that's a lie. I I don't snore. I don't hear it. Hey, don't say yeah, anything, exactly. Ty. Don't say it. <laughs> that's yeah. Grey Cup me, which is a different person. Oh, my God. Grey Cup you is the worst you. <laughs> from, from 10... From, like... Whenever we get back to the hotel room or Airbnb to about 8 a.m., I want to suffocate you with a pillow. (laughs) I can remember one time my dad uh, was tickling my nose with a $20 bill once, (laughs) and I woke up with a right hook to him. (laughs) I felt so bad. Thanks. Here's your money. (laughs) He brought it on himself. Poke the bear. <laughs> we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. You can check out all the great podcasts in the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. It's been a while. I've been looking for a uh, a cooking podcast. Uh, m- maybe it's something that Ty could use instead of microwaving the old pizza pops or the M&M meat shops uh, egg rolls. Uh, Legit what I had for supper last night. <laughs> With two pepperoni and bacon pizza pops. Nice. That's the best way to go, buddy. Best way to go. Yeah. Uh, So check out Three Kitchens, a home cooking podcast. I love this. Whether you enjoy cooking or you like good food, you can join them every Tuesday as they share recipes, tips, and kitchen adventures. Ty, I want to tell you the the title of their last podcast. (laughs) Drunk and Dehydrated. Now we're talking. I, yeah, I am. De- I am going to Spotify right now. I am legit doing this. I'm typing it in. That is a Brazilian Thai uh, lifestyle, if I've ever heard. Well, you know, I haven't really drank that much because at work it sucks being hungover in camp, and the food sucks, and the bed sucks, the chair sucks, the TV sucks. Uh, but when I come home. Uh, I tend to cut loose on day one or day two. Yeah. Uh, and then my, like, you know, all the weight I lost in camp just gets piled back on in those two days. 
Just up and down like a fighter. Brazilian tie, the prize fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Great cup. Uh, what would that be? Great Cup 2022. That might just happen. We'll see. <laughs> Let's get right back to the football. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. All right. Game one of week 11 is a game that I, I think most people have already decided who's going to win, but you got to play the mm-hmm. games. <laughs> I, I don't think they do. <laughs> the Edmonton Elks, 14 and a half point underdogs against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the over under 41 and a half. That is probably the most lopsided spread i've seen since we started doing this podcast ty in in the cfl for sure oh yeah it's um, not you know ncaa but uh, yeah it's not re- bama being favored by 36 and a half or anything but <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it, i know that the players will say they don't look at stuff like this and same with the coaches they don't care what the spread is but i mean it, it does give you an idea of what you know the books and the people that watch the games and, and set this kind of stuff, think of your team. And this is a huge slap in the face to the Elks. Yeah. And I know it sounds extreme, but Winnipeg beat Edmonton by 15 on September 18th and they beat them by 27 Mm -hmm. just last Friday. (laughs) This isn't that far fetched of a line. No, it is not that far fetched. And that is sad. Yep. Absolutely. And you just, you just heard it. There has to be consequences. I haven't seen a single consequence for the Elks yet. Nothing has happened. And uh, so far, Trevor Harris is the one that has got benched. And uh, who knows? Who knows what's really going on there? I think think we all kind of know what's going on. (laughs) If Winnipeg wins this game, they will be the first team to uh, clinch a playoff spot. (laughs) And they might be the only team clinched for a few weeks if they... (laughs) (laughs) if they end up doing it on Friday. Winnipeg uh, does come in with some injury issues on the offensive line. Uh, Doesn't look good for right tackle Jamarcus Hardrick. Left the game last week. Hip injury. Jeff Gray is going to dress for the first time in 2021, but it looks like they're going to start the game with the combination that ended last week's game for the Bombers. Pat Newfeld moves over to right tackle. Asotui Eli goes to right guard. The question didn't, look, didn't didn't work too terrible. No, it didn't. It did not. <laughs> the only question for Winnipeg, though, Ty, is the kicker, and they're sticking with yeah. Ali Mortada as of this moment. I I just don't know what's out there in ways of free agent kickers right now. That's um, that's a big question. You got to think there's a couple Canadian U sports guys kicking around that might for, do better. <laughs> for sure, but ha- but I mean, have they been doing anything? Is the next question. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't know uh, what these guys are doing. Maybe I bet you they have calls out. I, I don't think Walter would be doing his job, or Walters would be doing his job if he didn't. Uh, you know, maybe these guys are you know going to find somewhere to kick and get make sure that they still got it and everything's good before you know they just cut ways with mortada and sign somebody who's you know gonna miss the first three out of four because he's cold i don't know 
But yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think they do like what he's doing on kickoffs. Uh, I think. Well, and and two, right now is the time where you know if if it, if there's a time to work through some stuff and they can address it in house and and keep him as their kicker, it's not hurting them right now. But they need to make sure that it's not going to hurt them in the playoffs. They need to fix it. They need to fix him if they want to roll with him. Yeah, things just tighten up in the playoffs where every single play and every single point just matters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hesitant to pick a Zach Kalaros this week, not because I don't think Winnipeg will lose, but because we kind of see maybe the same thing that happened last week. It just becomes a huge Andrew Harris game. He had 24 mm-hmm. carries last week. It becomes a Sean McGuire at the goal line Getting a yep. getting another rushing touchdown. I, I don't know how I feel, even if the price is a little bit attractive and he has been playing good. And Kenny Lawler probably going to play again. Not sure how I feel O'Shea about uh, care. Kalaro's playing. O- O'Shea does not care about our fantasy lineups. No, it's uh, winning. Why, why have Kalaro's throw the ball thirty to forty times if you don't need to? Uh, you know, yeah. save that for the the night your defense has an off game, right? I mean, he's had an injury past. If they can, you know, save throws, save him getting hit at the goal line by putting McGuire in, all the better. It just shows the depth that they have. Uh, yeah, McGuire, you know, they're just using him in short yardage, but they have that option, and he's been delivering. Uh, you know, so if they can save Zach Claros for a little later in the season, or if, like if he, all he needs to do is be the Zach Claros he was last year, and they're going to be fine. So, you know, anything anything above that is a bonus. Sean McGuire, 25 rushing yards, seven touchdowns. <laughs> 25 yards on, I'm going to guess, like 31 carries. 19 carries. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. That's even worse. So he is he is uh, averaging a little over a yard a carry. Yeah. Which, I mean, the defenses are a yard off the ball. Yeah. So I would hope. <laughs> he's just their finisher right down right down yeah. at the goal line and what's scary about winnipeg and i saw this in them in 2019 obviously and 2018 that they're a team built for cold weather and yeah. usually in a cfl season we're on maybe three more games after this one two more games after this week yeah. but no. Yeah, we're we're week nineteen, week twenty by this point, right? Yeah, and there's still six more weeks. Like, can mm-hmm. you imagine anybody beating Winnipeg at the West Final, December fifth, when it's twenty below, and Andrew Harris puts his head down, <laughs> and your arm is already, you know, it already stings a little bit. Oh yeah. Are you getting in front of him? I know I'm not. Especially like a BC Lions team playing indoors all season, and then you got to go to Winnipeg for that? I Yeah. It's like <laughs> Rashad Mendehall when they asked him, and he's like, oh, man, I'm engaged. It's like, no, I'm getting the hell out of here. You can just have the touchdown. <laughs> like, I don't get paid enough to get in front of a train in minus 20. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Taylor Cornelius will start. For the Elks, the last time he played Winnipeg, three interceptions. But remarkably, in the third quarter, there was a moment where the Elks led the Bombers. And then the Bombers woke up. Yeah, it turned around. The fourth quarter happened where the Bombers still 
through nine games have only given up six points total in the fourth frame. That is ridiculous. So Edmonton obviously needs to somehow get into the fourth quarter with a league lead. <laughs> but I, you call McGuire the closer. I think he's more of your setup man, and the defense is Tom Hankey. Hey, I like that uh, analogy. I love it. I love right? it. That he's your McGuire comes in in the eighth inning, gets through the guy, whether it's the heart of the lineup or you know your seven, eight, nine, and then you have your closer come in. That's your defense in that fourth quarter to just shut everything down, and you know. It, they're allowing less than a point per game in the fourth quarter. Like if you're losing coming into that fourth quarter, even if you have come back against other teams, it has to be in the back of your head. Like this might not, this is almost impossible. And, and it's just a mental game that that plays on an offense. I mean, they're, they're already beat. I feel like Sean McGuire is at the point where he needs like a walk-up song when, when they're coming on to a, like you know, Mariana Rivera. Yeah, enter Sandman for Rivera. What would yeah. your walk-up song be? I mean, Hanson is playing halftime. It would mess with your opponent if you come out to Mbop and you just run it no. over the defense. M- mine is Wasting Time by Kid Rock. Because <laughs> the, opening, the opening lines of that song are just too good to not use as a walk-up, walk-up song. I might just throw out a Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. Oh, get out. I don't know why. It, it just came to mind. I mean, it's a good song, but it's definitely not a walk-up song. I mean, how do you beat I'm a pimp? You can check my stats. I'm rolling to Fleetwood. That's how I mac. Like, come on. Find me find me a better walk-up song for an at-bat or anything. <laughs> uh, Kid Rock is a guy that just gets it. He just gets it. Oh, wow. That is the first time that sentence has ever been said. <laughs> <laughs> the the Elks need to they need to get yards on first down. I, I know it's easier said yeah. than done, but if Cornelius is going to be working with second and nine or second and ten all night, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Then so if, if he's working with that, you he better get used to seeing Jackson Jeffcoat and Willie Jefferson in his face. Yeah, and what's remarkable is that the Argos back in August were able to run against Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. hey, James Wilder Jr., man, 27 carries. Here you go. Try yeah. to get our offense in a good position. There's no reason they shouldn't be trying that. But as we've seen with a couple yeah. teams, you know, the minute it stops, the minute it doesn't work, they abandon it. And I, I don't think that teams would do that with James Wilder Jr. You know, he can catch out of the backfield, which is based, it turns into basically an extended handoff, more or less. Uh so, I mean, that that's a way to slow down that pass rush and maybe get some yards. But, yeah, they're not going to have success on first down. I just – you can't be you can't be throwing long every – No. Every second play because it's – they're eventually just going to stop rushing and drop everybody back. Yep. And, well, and, and you know, come, come at you with three guys and then what? That's what happens in the fourth quarter, right? The, the Bombers yeah. – and Kyle Walters deserves credit. They, they've got two rookies playing on the corner. But mm-hmm. their defensive line they, they is... can afford that. They can afford that with the defensive line, you know, getting pressure with three or four guys. Yeah, the defensive line makes the secondary look good. In the CFL, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard for your secondary to do the opposite. There's not yeah. very many coverage sacks because covering <laughs> the guys in the secondary mm-hmm. is just so tough to see. You saw Calgary do it uh, yeah. where... They're for, they didn't have to blitz against Saskatchewan. and That always bodes well for an offense, doesn't it? 
Yeah, when, when you got seven or eight guys in coverage and five receivers, look, I'm no math major, but but do the math. <laughs> <laughs> I failed math B20, so. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, math A30. And I, uh, I think the first time I took it, I probably got a uh, 54 or something like that, and the, but I wanted to go to a. college. So oh, yeah. I went back and got a 95, and the, the teacher gave me crap. Like, why didn't you try the first time? <laughs> That's the moral of the story in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, kids, if you got the chance to go to college, go, or else you're going to end up working on the road for four months at a time and never see your friends. This got and really sad life. in a hurry. <laughs> didn't it, though? <laughs> hey, hey, I, it was either that or bring up the fact that I don't have a dad. So, I mean... <laughs> There's only there's only two ways to go. <laughs> it was looking pretty rough for uh, the Edmonton Elks offensive line early in the practice mm-hmm. week, but Justin Renfro back as a full participant on Wednesday. Thomas Jack Curdilla was back as a full participant as well. Sir Vincent Rogers has not practiced all week with back issues, and it's the- a good good thing they got in a pissing match with Derek Dennis, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about that. We can add that to the list. Yeah, he's just there, and you know he's sitting back on Twitter saying, "I told you so." Yeah, I told us so. He did say so. He did say that he'll be at camp next year if Brock's there. He fully expects to be cut. So, <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> I, I can't see. If Sunderland is there in May 2022, then there's something terribly wrong with this franchise. Oh, that is the moment. <laughs> if Brock is still there, I I don't know if they even have 5,000 at a game. Like, they will, but I mean, man. Yeah. Why? Friday night football in Edmonton. One uh, where I think we might see a few paper bags at Commonwealth Stadium. Dual purpose. I want want somebody. I would. Yeah. I would also (laughs) like. Remember when Leafs fans were throwing waffles on the ice and nobody really knew why. Yeah. Yeah. Like why waffles? Yeah. Like why can't we have something like that? I know you'd get kicked out, but it'd still be hilarious. (laughs) What would fly well? Because uh, the Commonwealth Stadium playing surface is pretty far. It's a long way from meatballs or something like that. Yeah. Oh, meat- oh, I could go for some meatballs. <laughs> we got a, a tall good- boy. <laughs> oh, now we're talking. For the record, we do not condone no. throwing anything on the field. Yeah, that was... Well, I mean, they're wearing helmets, Unless- but still don't. That's fair. I mean, yeah, don't. You don't want to get kicked out and banned. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're going to go and streaking... Then, and then blame us. If you're going to run on the field, at least wear a two-and-out shirt, Okay. Not well, yeah. Maybe cover <laughs> cover something up. <laughs> the Ottawa Red Blacks five point underdogs <laughs> against the Montreal Alouettes on Saturday. The over under set at forty eight and a half. I I might. That's a pretty juicy under to me. Uh, I just hate betting the under. I know it. It's not as fun. It's not as satisfying. And the last time I I bet the under was Edmonton and Winnipeg, and it went over. So yeah. Life's too short. Yeah, life is too short to bet the under. Okay, 
the Ottawa Red Blacks are shuffling the offensive line, and continuity is a word that's brought up on two and out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the Red Blacks are going to give Dino Boyd a look at left tackle at practice. Chris Ferguson shifting to right tackle. This is pretty cool. Both of these guys, Boyd and Ferguson, lined up this way at Cincinnati three years ago. Who would have thought that? Oh, when- do, do the Bearcat. <laughs> hey, Zach Kalaros, he's a Bearcat legend, isn't he? You're really going to throw that word around? <laughs> hey, there's a lot of talent that seems to come to Cincinnati to the CFL. and uh, That is fair. The fact that these guys were playing together, um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the same spots in the offensive line and they're doing it again in the pros is pretty sweet. But here's the deal. That's the 10th different combination that the Ottawa Red Blacks have thrown out at offense, uh, offensive line. And if you're doing the math, there's been 10 games or going to be 10 yeah. games. That That's so, not a good recipe for success here. No, at the end of 2019, uh, we had talked about it so much, O-line play and, you know, having that group work together, you know, and being together for, you know, games on end because I, I believe it was Calgary or Winnipeg or something, only had like three different combinations. So I started doing a spreadsheet tracking. I started tracking it this year. I gave up in week five because it was it was just too much. Every team? Basically, every team had at least three, and then I'm doing Ottawa every week. It's like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm already falling behind on stats as it is. I don't need to make more stats for myself. <laughs> well, it- Also a reason why they've only won two games. Yeah. Or that, part of the reason. That's a that's a big reason. But, you know, sometimes you watch Ottawa, and, and I know the quarterbacks are running for their lives a little bit, but they don't have, I mm-hmm. don't think, the worst offensive line in the league. Maybe no. Maybe it's their other deficiencies that are kind of standing out a little yeah. bit. but That are catching up, yeah. Yeah, but their offensive line, so far it hasn't I mean, been. If you, if you have Matt Nichols, yeah. he's not – He's not as mobile as everybody. It's going to make it look even worse. Mm-hmm. Right? You you throw in a Caleb Evans, and it doesn't look as bad. Where Ottawa is short is their Canadian talent, and uh, it, yeah. it, it does look like they're going to go with three Canadian receivers again this week, Anthony Coombs, Nate Bahar, and Michael Klukas. So we'll see how it works for them against that Montreal defense. As for Montreal, Vernon Adams Jr. has been moved to the six-game injured list. Matt Schiltz is going to be the starter for the time being, and uh, he's Mm -hmm. had to come in for some crucial plays over the last couple games, including the game winner last week. Uh, Vernon Adams leaving the game the week before with with, uh, the ankle injury, and he completed like a 65-yard pass to Quan Bray, so he's been able to, to make... Plays, but now he gets the full week as practice. It's his team for a little bit. And it does appear Danny Machocha and the Montreal Alouettes are going to want to see if they can maybe bring in a veteran quarterback and uh, take them to have some insurance the rest of the way. Because Vernon Adams Jr., he's probably not going to play until the playoffs. And even then, it's going to be an iffy situation for the playoffs. And Suddenly, this game becomes <laughs> kind of crucial here. Like, if Ottawa wins it, they're kind of in the hunt. But Montreal is going to have to ward off the crossover, too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. We talk about the West always being that cluster F. Yeah. Because you just never know how it's going to work out. And now this year it's the East to a degree. Maybe just because teams haven't, you know, performed what we thought they were going to. We're looking at you, Hamilton. But like you said, like, yeah, they, they, they've got to worry about the crossover. They've got to worry about Ottawa Ketchum. They, they just have to win football games. And if they win football games, they'll be fine. Schultz proved that, yeah, he can make those plays, and he won the game last week for them in that fourth quarter. Uh, the only thing I worry about is now a team being able to game plan for him. So it, it's a different animal. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he showed that he's mobile. He shows he's got some mobility. He obviously can make good decisions. I just think we haven't seen enough of him. And I think with 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 the amount of time that he should be getting in practice and all that stuff, I, I just don't see it being that far of a drop-off because Vernon Adams hasn't been the Vernon Adams that we saw in 2019. We've seen it in the past where a backup quarterback will come on in relief and look great, and then yeah. he gets the shot the full week of practice, and it doesn't... Teams get film, and they get time to prepare, and it's, 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 a to- it's totally different for, for the defense. And the pressure is on you, I think. Mm-hmm. James Franklin may be that guy. Like, how good did I he I was going to say, like, who, who, is, who is the veteran quarterback out there as a free agent that you're going to get? Because you're not going to get him in trade. Well, yeah, trades in the CFL, they, they just don't really work out. I mean... <laughs> not, and especially at quarterback during the season. Could they like, call Zach Edmonton out? aside, that, that was my other thought. Like, does Edmonton just walk away from Trevor Harris at this point? I can't see it happening. I I don't know. And I, but, and, oh, yeah, I know. But, oh, wouldn't it be so good? Machocha has said he doesn't want to give up a first round pick, and they've done really mm-hmm. well with upgrading the Canadian talent and getting more local products on that Montreal team. And I think that's probably oh, yeah. You just move them from the Laval play payroll yeah. to. I mean, why not? <laughs> why not? Uh, so I, this game, I think it might be another one of those games, just like last week, where it was it was quite chippy. You know, it came down mm-hmm. right to the fourth quarter. Montreal only winning by four points. This one in Ottawa, maybe it gives them a, a little bit of an advantage there. The last game of the week. Uh, the doubleheader on Saturday, and I'll be watching this one. I think it's I think this good. this is game of the week. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot going on here. Uh, the BC Lions one point underdogs as they host the Calgary Stampeders. Forty three and a half is where the over under is set. We start with BC. Lamar Durant hasn't played for a while. He's been limited in practice this week, but they're saying that he's going to be good to go. And early in the season, he saw 22 targets in his first three games. Lucky Whitehead not in the lineup. He's got to have an opportunity here to prove that he's healthy and prove that he can produce to be as the number two receiver to Brian Burnham while it Mm -hmm. doesn't look like Posey, the new uh, receiver signed by BC, is going to get into the lineup. Well, and with him, if he's back and healthy, there's no reason why Michael Riley won't be looking his way. Yeah. And and like you said, without Whitehead in the lineup, Posey's not really. Like, if if Brian Burnham is going to be your guy, that is, it's not arguably now he's the number one receiver in BC on paper right now. Uh, he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't seem to me stretching the field. Lamar Durant has has done that a little bit, 
you know, he's been pretty sure-handed. Uh, if if he can, you know, get the secondary matchup in that, or that, you know, not not the best matchup for the defense in the secondary, uh, there he 22 targets the first three games. Like, I mean, we're looking at, you know, eight, nine targets, maybe 100 yards and a touchdown. The, the only issue I see is without Whitehead and without the other guys in there, it's it's a little easier to take care of two uh, offensive weapons than just the one, especially because they don't run the ball. So teams don't even have to respect it. In the secondary in BC, and actually the whole team really just got healthy mm-hmm. over the bye. The bye week came at a great time. It did. Uh, Marcus Sales, Keontae Harden, Jalen Edwards, Cooper appear ready to go in the defensive secondary. Mm-hmm. But you did mention it. There's no running game. James Butler looks to be the starting running back this week, and it's good to see Chris Rainey back returning kicks. I, I know they really wanted him back. Don't pick either one of them. Back there. Ah, uh, I <laughs> I don't know if this don't is the it. week that Butler is going to be or the Lions are going to get the running game going. Well, they have proven this year, like if it if it doesn't work the first three times, then they're just throwing the ball 40 times. Michael Riley's elbow be damned. Yeah. Yeah. Like he might not be able to play next year. <laughs> hey, that, that's what they're we say about in. Riley uh, all the time. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> He might not even be able to play. He might not be able to play Saturday at this rate. <laughs> the Lions are last in rushing attempts. They're last in rushing yards per game. Sixty oh rushing yards a game, man. How many attempts do they have? Rushing attempts. The BC Lions, hundred and ten average yards per rush. Oh my God. They're the last there. Four point four. That is. You know what would fix their running game? Hiring Jason Moss, probably. (laughs) The Calgary Stampeders are giving up less than five yards a carry. And I feel... This is not the week for BC's running game. With those linebackers that that they have in Calgary, it seems like they've always got good linebackers. But Darnell Mm -hmm. Sankey and Jameer Thurman... I'm not going to want to run against those guys either. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, the Lions also did sign Alex Bazzi. It's his third stint with the Lions at defensive line. He had double-digit sacks with them in 2016. If he's any uh the player he was five years ago, I know, I know he went to Edmonton and kind of struggled staying on the roster but played five games or 50 games with the Lions in his first stint with them. Maybe maybe that'll help their pass rush just a little bit, and he mm-hmm. actually could play on Saturday. We've got to talk about the Stampeders. Jake Maris tested positive for COVID-19, so he'll be out of the lineup for a minimum of 10 days. Bo Mitchell, this is, this is his team. And just lately, and the Stamps... They struggled with this in 2019. They struggled with it earlier in the year. But the offensive line has come together, and they're giving the ball mm-hmm. to Kadeem Carey more. The The Lions are going to have a tough time stopping that rush attack, and I think that's going to be one of the keys for BC to win this game. 
Yeah, if they're not going to be able to stop Kadeem Carey, that it's just going to make it that much harder uh, to try to cover both the pass and run because your play you have to recognize the play right away. Uh, you know, on Calgary's defensive side of the ball, if if they are able to stop the run in the first quarter, they're not going to have to worry about it, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they haven't they've shown they haven't been scared to you know give Kadeem Carey the workload. Uh, you know, there's been there was a couple games where it was suspect, but the last three four weeks it's been really hard not to start him it's just the price tag uh but with you know with with the way Bo we're not sure Bo's obviously not 100 percent. I think that's pretty obvious so if Kadeem Carey is able to you know carry the ball 20 to 25 times it can take a lot of pressure off of Bo on the offense the stamps uh look like there's a chance they're going to be without Malik Henry he does some in the offense but he's He's a pretty big-time returner for them, and he, he does make plays for them. He's dealing with a knee issue right now. The last time the Stamps were without him, it was an adventure when it came to returning. It was Keystone Cops on punt returns. <laughs> that was that Hamilton-Calgary game, maybe the ugliest game, I think, of the 2021 season. Uh, that could be a big absence for the Stampeders, and it does appear Richard Sindani is back practicing in full. Dave Dickinson was singing his praise after practice this week, saying he's one of the most underrated guys in our receiving core. He knows the offense like the back of his hand. Uh, maybe without Henry, Sindani gets in there, and maybe he produces here and there. Ty, I know you're hoping for that for your you, fantasy lineup. You can go back and check the tapes. I have sang the praises of Richard you Sindani have. before. You have. And here we are, aff- reaffirmed by the the better Dickinson brother. <laughs> well, I mean, he's 4-0. <laughs> the stats never lie, right? <laughs> yeah, numbers don't lie. The meter never lies, Police Academy 3. Um, but, yeah, I have him in my lineup this week. And you know, he's one of those guys that has just been around. Yeah, and yeah. When they plug him in, he always seems maybe he doesn't put up the biggest numbers, but he's he's always in the right spot, makes a catch when he needs to, and you know if he's going to be practicing in full and like Malik Henry and you're watching Malik Henry out and you're watching depth charts and stuff at at twenty six at twenty six just over twenty six hundred bucks. I mean, it was a pretty easy ad. It was also exactly the amount of money I had left, which is. Incredible. We will get to that <laughs> right away here. If the Stampeders win this game, Ty, they rocket into Are second in place. Second place. And own a right to host the West semifinal. Of course, <laughs> things The Riders uh, the Riders could probably are probably gonna miss the playoffs. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, they might cross over. They might have to cross over, but they're not going to make it in the West. This is going to be an interesting race to the finish here. And Calgary, mm-hmm. they've—it's been four or five games in a row. The same offensive line, Saskatchewan. They uh, lost four offensive line starters last season. Hamilton struggled with that as well. It's like mm-hmm. the offensive line matters to your team's success, Ty. It's crazy. It's it's something I've never heard of before. Um, I find it amazing that that's the, that that looks to be the case. But you know, until it's proven, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> you know, it seems obvious. I, I'm O line. 
I'm O-line hesitant. <laughs> it seems obvious, but when the Riders got off to, you know, a pretty good start of the season, it's it's like, whoa, uh, okay, maybe we could do it. But Calgary's in, interior defensive linemen all over Saskatchewan's interior offensive yeah. linemen. And, uh, we'll see what happens this week. Some, and some then warts got hidden week. early in the year. They absolutely, they absolutely did. Now... Uh, is there any fantasy numbers, uh, any outlying factors that uh, you have in your fancy numbers this week? I mean, you, I think the obvious one is Andrew Harris this week. Uh, you know, we talk about it before. He averages 17 points against the Elks in his career. Wow. 17 per game. Um, of course, Cameron Artis Payne put up huge numbers last week. Uh, and Chris Rainey. I know we said don't touch, or I said don't touch any BC running back, uh, but he averages 14.2 against Calgary in his career. Now that takes into account return. He returns. He was a feature back at some points. So, but I just don't see that happening this year. Uh, as for receivers, Darrell Walker, 21.7. He averages against Winnipeg. Probably not happening uh, this week. Uh, Demonte Dedman puts up pretty good numbers too against Montreal. But they keep bringing it up on the broadcast that there's a Deadman factor now, and teams are kicking away from him, yeah, you know, and, and yeah. keying in on those special teams. So, uh, and of course, you brought up Lamar Durant; he's averaging 15.1 against Calgary in his career. So, uh, former both, team, uh, right? Exactly, and Calgary averaging allowing just under 50 points per game to uh, receiver groups. So, there is a chance there that he can put up some numbers as well. As for quarterbacks. Uh, Michael Riley, 22.8 against Calgary in his career. Uh, and then Bo Levi at 16.8 against BC. There's no, nobody else really puts up good numbers. Like Zach Claro's 14.1, a little cheaper option. Uh, you're, if you're picking Taylor Cornelius, all the power to you. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to feel sorry for you when you have a crappy week. <laughs> it's good to see... Uh, the old Bo and Riley matchup again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like it's 2015. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a little bit different than those games. I think it's going to be maybe mm-hmm. a, a low-scoring affair and maybe most of the games. Well, I don't know. Montreal, Ottawa, you never know what's going to happen both, with those teams. Both defenses can show up, and they both can just stay sleeping. Like it, There's yeah. a chance that game could have 70 points. There's a chance that game could have 27 points. Like Yeah, yeah. Ottawa Red Blacks have given up the most passing touchdowns in the CFL, 16 of them, and uh, opposing uh, quarterbacks are gaining 9.1 yards a pass on them. So I, I really and averaging like, 20.5 points per game. I really like Matt Schiltz and uh, his chances, and I, I like his salary this week as well. I uh, I was up against Ryan from uh, Canadian Football Countdown last week in the in the uh, Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy Challenge. I had the second highest score of the week. Of course, he had the highest score. <laughs> well done to him. I'm 4-6 and six on the season. I'm up against Mike Graham from Podsky Wee Wee. He's 500, so I, I need a win. Now, my lineup, of course, I revealed it. It is uh, Matt Schiltz at quarterback, and then at running back, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the Kadeem Carey train right now. I've got Delance Turner in there for Ottawa. I liked his game against Montreal last week. I got BJ Cunningham. And he's only four thousand dollars. Yeah, 
And I got B.J. Cunningham at receiver, Ryan Davis. Janarian Grant looks like he's good to go for Winnipeg. And Edmonton's coverage teams leave something to be desired. So I got him in my lineup. And then Stop me if you've heard that before. <laughs> and then the Bomber defense, which they, they might be my highest scoring uh, player or position of the week. <laughs> that, that's fair. Um, so since, since we started doing this, we've always tried to see if you get the least amount of money left over. Yeah, I had 749, but you like, you take the you've, cake you've, this you've, week. You've hit, zero, you've hit zero before, but you did it like with a player that had no business being on your roster. It's like, why'd you do that? It's like, well, just to get to zero. <laughs> no, you got to zero, but every player I think belongs there. Yeah, so I got Matt Schiltz, 8,000. Andrew Harris, probably you're looking at one, the number one or number two running back this this week. Uh, Delance Turner as well because of the cheap option there, and he's probably going to get a lot of carries. Ryan Davis, Rashid Bailey, the Montreal defense. And when I had $2,636 left over, I, I just kept that in the back of my mind. I was scrolling down. I saw the exact number I needed. I looked over, and it just happened to be Richardson Danny, and it was an easy add to roster for me. And I literally have zero dollars left over. I love it. I love it. It's, the, it's very satisfying. I, I feel like I'm leaving it literally all out there on the field. <laughs> for pick of this week, I got the Bombers, the Owls, and the Stamps. What about you? Bombers, Owls, Lions. That last game, man. Yeah. It's it's the lack of running game for BC. And mm-hmm. uh, I like Calgary's defensive line and secondary, so... That's why, that's why I'm going Calgary. That one is just straight feel. I I, I don't have a reason for you. Oh, it's not an unpopular pick. Uh, the Lions. Well, I, the game's basically a pick 'em anyway. So yeah, Rick Campbell coming but, off I mean, the bye. I like it. Yeah, watch watch it. Watch the Elks win by <laughs> you know ten now. And then I'll be changing my pick to the stamps. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out brought to you by Park Power, your friendly local u- utilities provider in Alberta. They offer internet, electricity, natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, yeah, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you choose Park Power, you're choosing a positive local business. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kazoski, and we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's a fantastic fit. Learn more at parkpower.ca. I'm Travis Cura, Brazilian Thai here with me. Week 11 is upon us. Enjoy the weekend. We will talk to you Monday. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.